you, dude. Uh, 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 <laughs> Hello. You're listening to Geraldo's Edge Game episode four. I know you come crawling back to me, baby. I know you've been waiting all fucking week for this god fucking awful bitches show. I know you've been thinking about it. I'm not in a good mood today. I've I'm very tired. I just moved. I moved. And this is the new studio, which I've had to consolidate the studio and also my bedroom into one room. So I may just do it on my bed eventually. Uh, that might be a lot easier. Um, and I just spent the last hour uh, fucking driving and fucking cleaning Uh not the last hour, like the last like three hours. I, I was stuck in traffic. It doesn't matter. It I'm mad. I'm mad and I'm sad. But I'm here and that's all that matters. I'm here with you. We're here together. And this is the new this is the new spot. I brought John. John is still here. I brought Lux. Lux is still here. I don't have a place to hide her, so she She's here. She's going to cock block. You might like that if you're into that. If X videos is okay with that. I promise it's not. <clears throat> Doesn't involve the cat in any way. She just she just lives here. So you may hear her and you may see her, but I will not interact with her uh, as much as possible. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> um, I got the second mic. I got the cock mic. I don't know if it's going to work that well. It's pretty janky. But let's see. we'll see if it captures uh, some cock sounds. We will see. Uh, today is December 6th as I'm recording this. It's very late episode 9 p.m. almost because, yeah, I've been working a lot. And um, as you know, as you may know, I am a RN, a real, a real N. And uh, what do nurses do best? They complain. And so today, I'll be a good nurse and complain about being a nurse. And I'll complain about nurses that complain about other nurses who also complain about other nurses that complain about being a fucking nurse. And this is purely my perspective of nursing as it is in the United States. I know it's dramatically different in other parts of the world. I don't know how different. I've never been a nurse in other places. I haven't really even talked to nurses from other countries, but... I know in my mind, I perhaps would find another country more fulfilling if it weren't. Uh, I'm not going to go full 
<clears throat> socialist here or anything, but perhaps if there was uh, somewhat more equal access to affordable health care and that sort of thing. But we don't have to go into that. I think that's not what this podcast is. But, uh, you know, I don't have health care. Just want to get that out there. I, c- I can afford it. I just, uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> that is my uh, protest to the current state of our healthcare system. Is I'm just I'm just gonna fuck myself <clears throat> and just not buy into it at all. Apparently, um, but that's a, a main gripe I have with this job is that I fucking cannot feel fulfilled at all because because underlying everything I do is is the idea that I'm working for insurance companies I'm working for big pharma I'm working for that I'm not working for people that need it I'm working for people that can't afford it and I don't have to go into this either I think a lot of I don't know I don't know if most people who listen to me or watch me understand that or already know that I shouldn't assume anything who knows? Who knows if people know how ironic I might be or may not be. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no one knows how racist I really am or how homophobic I really am. How homophobic can I be, right? You fucking faggot. <laughs> I love you faggots. I love fags so much. Come get me fired from my job as a nurse. <laughs> so I can drink off for you fags full time. <laughs> you like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I need sleep. So... I don't know what, what I was talking about. Just just in general, I my, my overarching feeling about nursing is that you cannot genuinely feel fulfilled because you're not serving a system that that equally and fairly serves the, your community and population. So that's that's just my piece on that. So leading from that, obviously there are plenty of people in the field that that buy into that and subscribe to that system and, and work for that system. And and including myself, I, I, I do that, but, and it's not disrespect directly to the nurses, the doctors, anyone who works in medicine. It's a job. It's a job that needs to be done and they're doing it. And a lot of them have good reason to do it. Good for them. Good for us. Right. Um, my issue is that I think a lot of times they don't question what I I think a lot of times when they're young, maybe they, they, they have, they have their frustrations and I think you get quickly jaded or you just learn to ignore the, the bigger implications of what we're doing and what we're like, what, what we're serving, what we're perpetuating. Um, because, we're, we make good money now because nurses make good money, increasingly more money every year for to do what I think is a shittier job, 
with a shittier work environment. And that's not me saying like the the job itself. We know what it is. We know what it is when we get into it. It's it's not a it's it's generally a shitty job. Um, and I think a lot of what that extra pay ends up being is is to kind of I, I don't know. To me, it feels like to to overcome the guilt of. It feels like insurance. It, it is insurance money is what I feel like I'm getting paid with. It feels like a way to kind of stomach that guilt of like uh, of feeding people drugs that they don't need and, and feeding. And this is not me. <sighs> I'm trying not to be like totally anti like pharmaceuticals because like they're obviously very important. I'm not trying to say that, but don't don't. I don't, I don't know if anyone cares. I don't think anyone would, would argue with me, maybe. But if you do care to argue with me or try to provide some counterpoints, perhaps, I just want to make it clear that I'm not trying to say we need to eliminate all medicine, okay? But I... I lose my point a lot with this because I get very... There's a lot of ideas that I have about it all the time that I don't express because there's no point a lot of times and I think that's and that's why I don't blame a lot of nurses and doctors that just keep doing their job right um they don't have that control they're not they're not the ones calling the shots um but so when you have nurses specifically that don't question what they're working for and they just accept the money for the poor conditions um, and the poor treatment of their patients and dealing with that stress and, and um, frustration. Uh, instead of improving that system, you're just giving them more money. And then on top of that, you're just giving them a little bit more prestige. You give them a little bit more of a reputation. You give them a little uh, martyrdom, especially during COVID times, which I really hate i really hate being a nurse during covid because now i'm a hero and i it makes me want to fucking kill myself uh if anyone thanks me for my service that i'm very well paid for and it's not to say that anyone who like works a job like firemen get paid firefighters get paid very well too and they're heroes Sure, but this idea that now it that nurses need more recognition now it's I, it's not true that's not that is not the case. You're feeding into this uh if you remember what nurses were like even pre covid in this country if you if you ever used facebook and and looked at any nurses any like any general like maybe ninety percent of nurses that you know have nurses weak fucking border filter on and like every picture and then they'll layer it with blm on top of that not nothing wrong with that but i'm just i just think it's funny every time they add a layer of filter to a profile picture and i, and I want to say that a lot of nurses use facebook i don't i don't know that they don't seem to uh they don't seem to like to virtue signal on other social media platforms but uh you know, gypsy nurse, hashtag 
uh, 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 drink with a nurse. I don't know. I, I can't think of all the tropes right now. But just dig around a little bit. Dig around with with your, your local nurses uh, on your social media platforms and see what kind of cringe they post. Because there's, there's different levels to it. There's the nursing school cringe. There's the nursing school socials uh, <clears throat> that just that just kind of get you started, uh, that get, they get you pushed into that culture of complaining about how hard nursing school is. Right. Um, it, it, you, the transition to how hard nursing is, 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 is immediate. You know, you, there's no, there's no break in between. You immediately go from complaining about nursing school to being a nurse, um, full well knowing that how much apparently you hate it the whole time. You're supposed to just talk about how much you hate it and if you don't then you're kind of like you're kind of weird um and it's not just because i'm a guy that i keep to myself most of these times it's because i just you know there are guys that do complain that 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 they buy into that um not saying they're all gay but a lot of times they're gay (laughs) and i think a lot of people think i'm gay because i'm a nurse um and i have long hair and i and and also because i'm i look gay don't I? <laughs> Today I do. Um, and in nursing school, you get a lot of... It's at least where I went and what I imagine what manifests in a lot of the nurses I know now uh, is that you either have extremely like type A really anal, really prissy, uh, you know, straight hair all the time type of gal. And then you have me. You have me and then other... uh, (laughs) And then you have minorities, which includes the men, uh, but other minorities that, you know, don't have to try as hard, I think. They don't have to... (laughs) All right, hold on. This isn't this isn't like an affirmative action thing, but it kind of kind of is, kind of is. Like the white girls definitely like to stand out is what I'm trying to say is that to stand out and to get into nursing and to succeed in nursing, they have to be like a one cookie cutter, like straight up live laugh love. I love nursing. Nursing is my life. Um, that's all I'm gonna talk about from now and, and forever. And that makes a really good nurse in a, in a way. It, it makes a good nurse for like acute care. It makes good nurses for like ICUs and for for PICUs, just any any intensive care unit. Uh, that's an, an emergency department. Anything really technical where you have to pay attention to detail and be a fucking bitch about things, that's what they're for. Um, but a lot of those... Uh, a lot of them can't handle it when it comes to like they're good at it in school and then they try to be that same personality, that same person, that same bitch and something that doesn't require it like community health uh, or like psych, you know, um, which is what I like, which is which is why I went, I, which is why I avoided working in a hospital. I worked in like inpatient psych and so you kind of get a little hospital vibe. And you get some of that attitude from like emergency department nurses, but generally, like, you can avoid those people. And I, I've, I've pretty much successfully done that. What, what I'm doing now is just COVID testing. And right now, anyone who's uh, a nurse and is doing COVID testing or COVID-related things, 
it's generally because and if they're if they're not a county or if they're not like a state level or like government employee if they're just purely just doing this as a new as like another job as a new job in the past year or so i they're burnt out they're like they're like nurse burnouts they're the worst nurses that end up doing covid stuff and i'm i'm there that's what i'm doing that's who i work with are people are nurses that are that have given up on the brink of giving up or should give up because they're shitty nurses because they cannot do any better job in my opinion uh because they're not even good at this because they're not even good at being nice and just telling people how to pick their noses with a fucking cotton swab um or to do it for them they're not even good at that I don't know where I fall into it. I I think I'm just a bad nurse, but um <laughs> the point is that they don't know I had a lot of, I had a lot more to say and I'm kind of just skipping through a lot of it, but uh I just wanted to mention that in nursing school I had a professor who taught us a lot about pharmacology. He taught our whole pharmacology like course, which included a lot of information about vaccines and how vaccines worked um, and all that stuff we should know, you know. And I'm glad I learned because I eventually, that was my first job was just vaccinating children like endlessly. It was like stabbing like, like one-year-old infants with six needles at a time, like literally just like bow, bow, bow in their their little chubby thighs. And uh, anyway, and I love vaxxing. That's that's in my blood. Just kidding. This professor, you know, weird guy, was also like had like his own like hypnotherapy practice like on the side. Like he was like a doctor of, I guess, hypnotherapy. And, uh, but anyway, he, you know, taught us all about vaccines and like at the end of the semester, he's like, by the way, I'm not fully vaccinated and also huge. And then he just went on this whole rant about how we should be skeptical of vaccines, like all vaccines, not, this is pre COVID. This is like 20, like 16. And, but he went like calling kind of like full, like anti, like kind of like went like anti-pharma in general but like really the vaccines you like hit but of course it extends to like any pharmaceutical company that produces the vaccines are uh deserving of skepticism on top of that which i don't totally question i think that logic kind of lines up in a way i'm not saying i should should be anti-vax but i think it's worthwhile to know who produces your medicine not that you can know them that intimately or that well, but I think it's fair to, and I think a lot of people do that now because they all know what Pfizer is and they know who J&J is and blah, 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 blah. Who fucking cares, right? Everyone's an expert on their pharmaceutical companies. Um, and we're, But are they, are they though? Are they, are they aware of like <laughs> the, the false... The false binary between J and J and Pfizer. I'm I'm gonna spit some some disinformation right now, but you know they 
if you really look into who where that money comes from for either company, it's pretty much the same people. The same people are getting rich at the top from both of these two companies. Um, I don't have names at the top of my head. I don't have a producer. I guess I could research it myself. But generally, uh, there's one person, not one person, but one group winning in the end. So uh, if it feels like you have a choice, you don't. You don't. You manufacture consent. Noam Chomsky. I was thinking about changing my name to Moan Chomsky. And I don't think it's that funny now that I say it, but if Geraldo Rivera ever, uh, you know, sends that cease and desist letter, I have a couple backup names. I have a couple backup names. Number one is Moan Chomsky, or it could be like Moan Cumpy. I don't know. The other one is Queef, Queef Ledger. And the other is Heath Edger. Or it could be Queef Edger. I don't know. Whichever is funnier. I don't know. That one doesn't make sense. But neither does Queef Ledger. Someone who ledges queefs. Allegedly. I don't even feel like jerking off this week. I nutted. I nutted like a couple days ago because I've been watching Jersey Shore a lot lately because it's my like depression it's like my depression show. It's my, my rainy day show. And I end up watching it like once a year, usually like around this time, usually around the winter time, around the holidays. But usually after the holidays, I'm really feeling it this year. Um, and Snooki was looking good. And uh, I had to, had to do it. Had to do it to him. It was good though. I, I tried Googling like, you know, Snooki lookalikes, porn star lookalikes, but it's just her. Sorry about the background noise. I live near a lot of people now, a lot of neighbors, and I don't know how well the windows are soundproofed. And I also live near a freeway now. And you're going to hear a lot of, you're going to hear a lot of bullshit. You're going to hear a lot of bullshit in my videos from now on, probably. <sighs> um. <laughs> Do you just want nursing stories? I can give you nursing stories. They're, they're not going to get me hard, though. That's the problem. I wish I had a sexy nursing story for you, but <clears throat> I had a van. I think I think there's part of me that maybe got into nursing because I had some sort of fantasy related to it, related to like hooking up with a patient and you know being unethical and unprofessional. But uh, no, nah, nothing, nothing. Or, you know, either fucking a patient, fucking another nurse, uh, you know, doesn't matter. Just anyone in the hospital sounds good. <laughs> but nothing, nothing happened. I dated uh, a girl in nursing school in my class. 
Um, that was kind of annoying. Because <laughs> she ended up being a hashtag gypsy nurse. Hashtag nurse life. And, you know, and they're probably out working travel assignments and fucking all around the world. Which is what you should do. Which is what you should do if you're a nurse. You should just go everywhere and feel lost and f- truly live the gypsy life. Um, <laughs> that's a story for another day. I'll tell you all about Nurse Bay another day. Um... I don't know what to do with myself. I don't want to do this today. I think. I think. I think. I said I was going to do it. So I'm going to do it. But there's part of me that just wants to. Die. Uh, that, <laughs> that just wants to. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to die. That's. That's it. <laughs> I wore these cool mesh boxers for you today. I realize I have so much stuff that I had bought for camming. And now ever really wore. I wore actually someone sent me these. I had an Amazon wish list with a bunch of shit that I thought no one would ever buy. And I did that cuz uh well Someone, someone like didn't want to send me money, but they're like, "I'll buy you stuff if you like have an Amazon wish list. I'll totally like, I'll butter you up." Um, and they never did, but you know, I put actually the first thing I put in that list was John. I put John. I put the on Amazon. There were like ten different versions of John in different and various cute outfits, and uh. This is the one I got. This is the one I, that, that arrived at my house. Um, I which much would have rather preferred the the camo, the camo shorts, the camo cargos with the Nike Air Maxes. But <sighs> if you guys want to hop on that, Christmas is coming. I'm cold, dude. I'm cold in my 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 pantaloons. You can buy me some warm underwear. <laughs> uh, or you buy me a little, a little stocking for my pee-pee. Keep it warm. Maybe some ball warmers or something. <laughs> I really like Jersey Shore. I was really big on it. Like, like early high school. I didn't know how ironic it was. If it was ironic, who knows? Who cares? But I even had like a party when the second season come out came out. I had friends over, and I was like, we had everyone in uh, in wife beaters, and I got some fake tan spray. I didn't have long hair, but I I was trying to blow my hair out like Polly. But, uh, 
and we invited girls. We invited girls, and we we're like, you know, poof your hair and all that shit. But no one showed up. It was just it was just the boys. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> It was just a bunch of dudes. It was a bunch of dudes and wife beaters watching <laughs> Jersey Shore at my mom's house. And my mom coming in and giving us snacks every hour. That was, whew, what a party. <laughs> that was right before I peaked. That was like, that was like ninth or 10th grade, I think. Through a Jersey Shore party. What do you, what do I talk about? What do you, what do you want? What do you want from me? What do you, what do you want from me, dude? You leave me alone. <sighs> you want me to just say some dumb shit? You want me to fuck you with my pecker? I can't get hard because. My hands are cold and and that's it. That's my only reason. I wish I had more excuses. <sighs> Maybe if I put Snooky on. <sighs> What's on my mind? Nobody asked Geraldo what he's thinking about. What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about motherfucking going to bed. I'm I'm gonna get a motherfucking apple pie. I'm gonna put some ice cream on it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna watch Jersey Shore. I'm gonna come in the pie. I might record that. <laughs> I might do my American Pie parody finally. And uh, the thing about, I've been saying this for years, but American Pie, I don't know why he's fucking the whole pie, you know? And I, I, I thought a lot about it, and I was like, I don't think that would feel good at all. I, I thought about the implications, the logistics of fucking just the whole a whole ass pie and i realized that mcdonald's makes a perfect a perfectly fuckable pie i know it's not a traditional pie structure but the the mcdonald's apple pie is basically the fleshlight of the pie world. Uh, it makes sense. It fits perfectly. I, I can't, it can't be bigger than like five or six inches, which is perfect for me. Um, and it's warm. It comes warm. It's sticky. It's, uh, you know, and it's disposable. It's a one time use. You just eat it when you're done, dude. There's no waste there. You know, they got those disposable, like, pocket pussies that last you, like, one or two, like, times, but 
what do you do? You throw them away. You can't eat them. McDonald's apple pie, dude. I'm loving it. <laughs> and that's my bit about McDonald's apple pie. Thank you. Thanks for coming to the show. I promise by next week I'll have <laughs> something to do, something to say, something interesting. This one I just I I thought I would I thought I'd be angry. I thought I'd be angry and I thought I would just really just like rant about about nurses. I thought I would just rant about people I hate. I thought I'd just rant about strangers that don't deserve all the all the hatred that I have for them. But uh No, I'm okay. I'm okay now. Now that I'm here. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna put this shitty episode fully on OnlyFans only. I'm gonna make you pay five dollars a month for this. For this. You're gonna love it. You're absolutely gonna love it. Alright. Let's just follow the script. Alright, let's just go in order. Okay. So if you don't know, I'm mentally ill. Okay, I had a lot of problems in high school. Tried to kill myself a couple times. Good times. Nursing school, I thought, I should work in psych. I should take care of people that also want to kill themselves. Because I can relate. And I know how to live life and get them through it. And they'll be fine. And Good idea. Anyway, lots of stories about working in psych. Most of them depressing. But... My favorite ones involved, uh, <sighs> so I worked in like a long-term care psych unit. So like people who were like on wait lists for like state hospital. Oh shit. Hold up. I gotta fix my fucking video. Ah shit. How do I do this? Ah shit. Okay, cool. Ah <laughs> shit. Okay, sorry. I kicked my fucking cheap ass HDMI thing. cock mic'd up okay so i worked long-term care inpatient psych a lot of people that were waitlisted for fucking state hospital which they tend to wait like like six months up to like a year to two years for like to to get like even probably below standard level of care at a state-run facility this is in pennsylvania by the way could be different in other states but where I worked, there was, you were waitlisted. And I had these two patients. Uh, let's just call one Pablo, and we'll call the other one Maria. Because those aren't their real names. And they both happened to be 
uh, Latinx. They both happen to, uh, I think they were Hispanic. They were Hispanic, and they were both uh, bipolar. They both had bipolar one, which, if you're not familiar, but I'm sure you are, uh, involves periods of uh, mania in which uh, many things can happen, such as, you know, grandiose thoughts, grandiose thinking, racing thoughts, delusions of grandeur, uh, restlessness, uh, aggressiveness, uh, can be suicidal sometimes, uh, but generally just, uh, very can, can, can be, can be violent, but can also be very productive, but not in a good way, just that they're producing a lot of garbage or things that have no value, but to them feel like it's very worthwhile anyway. And then flip side, then they have their depressive episodes, which can last anywhere from, it, it really just varies. It really varies so much. I don't know the diagnostic criteria anymore because I don't write the DSM. And you know who does? It's literally like 12 people. It's like 12 people and eight of them have direct verifiable uh financial connections to pharmaceutical companies, whether it's in, through investments or through kickbacks or other sorts of payments. So just so you know, just so you know who, who writes the diagnostic criteria for your mental illness in this country. And, and generally for a lot of the world, a lot of the world uses the DSM, which is I think written by mostly American doctors. Anyway, anyway, just a thought. Uh, so Maria and Pablo, uh, were both bipolar and they also happened to both be kind of religious. Uh, they both had some of that classic, you know, Roman Catholic in their family, uh, very traditional. And sometimes they would both be manic. Sometimes they would line up their, their cycles would line up. And they would both happen to be manic at the same time. And the funny thing about their mania that was quintessential, the quintessential is not the right word. Uh, I would say the, the main feature of their, their mania would be that they believed uh, they were the savior. They believed they were Jesus Christ. So Pablo would think he was Jesus and Maria would also believe she was Jesus or God or some, you know, some otherworldly, otherworldly deity of sorts, right? And you can't have two Jesus, Jesus's, Jesus I on the same unit, obviously. You only need one. Are you listening? Other religions, you only need one God. And um, <laughs> they would fight. They would fight, and literally, it, it, they would just scream at each other. Acute. They would accuse each other of being the devil, because uh, there could only be one. There could only be one Jesus, and they would like. <laughs> they would. 
they would draw pictures of Jesus and put them on their own rooms, like doors, on their own doors to their rooms. And uh, when sometimes when no one was around, one of them would scribble uh like dev- like like cartoony like devil horns and like tail on like the picture of Jesus on their wall or would just write like satan or like devil or just like gibberish they would just they would just it was just back and forth like prank war related to who was Jesus who wore Jesus better um on this unit and it was fun it was i would lo- i loved it and that was like the most exciting time it was who will who will win who will become jesus and the thing is is the winner was not truly the winner because they would it would just mean their mania lasted longer than the other person's because eventually they would come down they would come down and stop being jesus and stop singing hymns and or like singing in tongues in like the hallway and like terrorizing the other uh, patients. The, the one thing that's really funny about this place I worked, which is r- retarded, it, I, and I have no trouble saying it now. I didn't realize it at the time because I had no experience, but this place combined long-term, like truly like chronically ill, like bipolar, schizophrenic, you name it, they were on our unit. We had f- 12 of those beds, 12 chronically ill for like their whole lives, basically. And they were like in their 30s, 40s, 50s, beyond, or were like young, but like aggressive, you know, like borderline should could have could have gone to jail, but needed psychiatric care. Right. And then the other six beds are for the more acutely, uh, you know, short, short term stays up to two weeks or so generally. And, and a lot of times that'd be teenager who was considering suicide for the first time may have slit her wrist superficially and, uh, you know, boohoo, maybe read a a sad story, maybe read a sad fanfic and said, let's end it. But didn't, um, which was me, which is what I was in the psych hospital when I was a, when I was a teen. Uh, I was just sad. I was just angsty. But anyway, so you get those people and you pair them up in the same hall. Like they're like right down the door and they can interact and hang out. You, you have like an 18-year-old girl who just graduated high school and it's like kind of sad because her boyfriend broke up with her and you put them next to Pablo who thinks he's Jesus and will like fucking threaten you with a, a pen if you claim he's not. And, and then apparently that's therapeutic. Apparently that was therapeutic. That was the right way to do it. But, uh, every, I I realized that's just because they were trying to save money and resources, but that's not what they said. But, uh, so it, it made for a lot of interesting interactions between I, I can see the one benefit of it being uh, if you're not really depressed or if you're not <laughs> this could go a lot of different ways, but if you're not really depressed, you should you're gonna want to never go back there. You're uh, or if you're like if you think you can handle it, 
and avoid going to the hospital, you kind of want to because you'll be scared shitless. Uh, and I, I had that experience because I, you know, after I, my last suicide attempt was when I was 18. It was like right, it was right after I graduated high school. And I'd been to like adolescent units prior to that. But uh, this time, I because I graduated, I got to go to the adult unit in uh, Rinky Dink Hospital in Amish country. And that scared the shit out of me. And I was like, you know, because you, you see a lot of people that have spent their whole lives in and out of hospitals and somehow haven't successfully kill themselves right and i just was like i can't i don't want to be that i can't be that and it scared me but also in a way that made me realize if i'm going to kill myself i have to do it right i have to do it none of this none of the pills none of the you know you gotta you gotta get a gun you gotta blow your brains out that's that's it so that's what i learned and I hope that's what many of the teens learned in uh, uh, in my hospital who who are just dicking around with pills. You just got to, if you're going to do something, do it right. Do it right. <laughs> and that is the lesson for today is if you're going to kill yourself, do it right. Do it the right way. Take it from me. Look where I ended up. <laughs> if only I had done it right. Where would I be? Who knows? There's a lot more stories about Marie and Pablo, but uh, that's okay. I had another guy named Larry. And uh, I don't remember what Larry's problem was. I think he was like schizo something, some kind of schizoaffective, schizophrenic. But it didn't. It wasn't traditional. It, uh, it manifested in a lot of other like physical symptoms. But like I can't. I don't know what it was. But anyway, he just described like immense like pain when he would try to like. <sighs> it wasn't even. No, he wouldn't say pain. He would just be like. He was just claiming that he was dying. And he was like an older dude and it would just be like anything he had to do, whether it was like getting up, eating, taking a shit, he would express very loudly, I'm dying here. I'm dying. And uh, you would like encourage him, be like, it's okay, Larry, like you can, you can like take a shit. You can like take you can sit down and take a shit now. He's like, I can't. I can't. I'm dying. I um and you'd be wiping his ass. You'd be wiping Larry's ass and the whole time he's just still saying it. He's he's you're he's getting his ass wiped. He doesn't have to do anything. And uh he's worried that he's dying. He claims to have been dying. And I think about him a lot. I think about I think about him like <laughs> When I get up in the morning and when I have to go take a shit and when I have to do anything, there's part of me that wishes I could just develop whatever was going on with Larry. Um, because, you know, sometimes you just want, you just can't because you're dying, which is not totally 
you know, false. Like you are dying. So Larry's just speaking the truth. If anyone asks you to do anything, just say you can't because you're dying. I can't come into work today. I'm dying. I'm dying here. I can't. I can't. I'm dying. I'm going to call out of work tomorrow because I'm dying. And you should too. Let's all call out of work tomorrow and claim to be dying and just see what happens. You don't have to say what you're dying from or what you're dying of. Just say you're dying. That should be enough for most people. Can't make it, man. Sorry, you're going to have to cancel. I'm dying. I got the results. And I'm definitely dying. But I'll get over it. <sighs> I had this one fat bitch of a patient. Can't remember her name. Let's call her Lily. Lily seems like a nice fat white girl name, right? Shout out all my Lilies. Sorry if uh, you're offended. Not really, but... Sorry if you're not a fat white girl, though. I like I love fat white girls. I dated fat white girls in nursing school. I like them thick. I was a chubby chaser. I still am, in a way. Not that kind of chubby, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, Lily was just. Uh, I don't know. She's just all sorts of neurotic. She was fucked up on so many different pills. I think I think her poly pharmacy was probably fucking her up more than whatever she originally was had problems with. I think they just started her on psych meds way too early and she just lived her whole life always on meds, so I don't know. It just it just is it just gets worse. It just gets worse. I always I always worry about kids who get who get the stimulants first when they're at like in third grade and then because they already see a psychiatrist regularly then you know they it's pretty easy for them to just throw in an antidepressant in there you know once in a while because if you're not taking your Adderall regularly you're going to get you're going to get depressed if you start if you start just taking it like once in a while you're going to you're going to be depressed when you're not taking it just think about it <laughs> So you get used to that and then, and then, and then you like develop like some other like problems, you know, after being on these drugs for most of your life and you never think to really get off because you know what they do is that they tell you that you should be afraid. They kind of instill this fear that if you don't keep taking them, if you, if you even think about trying to see what it's like off of your drugs you're gonna die and you're afraid of that but you shouldn't be you should you should get off your meds for just a little bit just take a risk this is my this is my professional advice as a nurse <laughs> is you should definitely just stop taking your meds just for a while just 
find a time when there's not much going on in your life that you don't need to be like completely A1 and just see how long you can go. Kind of like a no nut, kind of like a no fap, but just do a no meds. You can do all your other drugs. Do your regular, you know, smoke a weed, smoke a weed, smoke a weed or two and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever casual things you want to, you know, shoot some heroin, get a fentanyl patch on you, but just stop taking, stop taking Prozac, stop taking Lexapro, dude, stop taking your Adderall, stop taking your Vyvanse, stop taking the shit that is so casually prescribed just for a little bit, you know, I'm sure you need it, I'm sure you do, I'm sure it helps plenty, But maybe you should suffer a little bit. I think I think I think you could use a little more suffering. Once in a while, just just give it. You should reward yourself cuz you've earned it. Anyway, Lily, this fat bitch, I don't know what she was in for, but she just was neurotic. She would play games. She played mind games. And she wasn't supposed to be in her unit because she had what we call a suprapubic cath, which is just means it's above your pubis area, your pubic area. But basically, instead of putting the catheter, your PP catheter into your urethra, like a normal person, they basically surgically put in a, a, a tube into, like through her stomach, into directly into her bladder, right? I don't know why they did that for her. Perhaps some, because uh, she was so big. I don't know. I never looked into that actually. But regardless, she wasn't supposed to be in our unit because we're not supposed to have anyone that has any sort of. Oh shit! Okay, we're good. Basically, a ligature risk is anything that you can like hurt. A lot of times they're like shoelaces or. Uh, you know, belts, whatever, string, floss, doesn't matter. Uh, in this case, it was her literal like pee tubing, right? She could she could fucking strangle herself with that. So, but we let her on the unit because I guess there's nowhere else for her to go, and she's such a big bitch. <laughs> she was such a big big old bitch. Anyway. We, I don't remember what led up to it, but we basically had to wrangle her into our safe room, which is, you know, it is a padded cell. We had to wrangle her into a padded cell and, uh, because she was, she was expressing suicidal ideation and was also threatening to rip out her, uh, suprapubic cath which needs to be, if she did, she would have had to have been, uh, had to be surgically reinserted, uh, not at our hospital because we were not apparently. At that time. And so we were trying to deescalate the situation. Uh, she liked me for some reason. And so I was the later of sorts and I failed I failed to de-escalate properly because 
she ripped out her catheter. She ripped it out of her and she whipped it around the room like one of those sprinkler attachments. Octopus arms, like a like a wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man of sorts, or like a lasso. Whatever, whatever works in your mind. Help you imagine the, the situation is she whipping a, a pee tube around and the pee it, it was a mix of pee and blood. It was a mix of pee and blood because it had ruptured whatever, you know, a lot of things going on. I mean, it's not like ruining your organs or anything, but there's obviously blood's gonna come out when there's a, a fucking hole in your in your in your stomach, and so there's piss and blood um, swirling around, droplets flying around the room, and and one happened to land in my open mouth because I was shocked because <laughs> I had not seen this before. I was still a rookie at this point in my. In and uh, I had caught, I had caught some piss, some some bloody pee, or perhaps it was pissy blood. I don't know the, the mix, the concentration of each, but the ratio. I want to say it was more pee, hopefully. And that's why I like pee now. Just kidding, I still hate pee. But I love blood. <laughs> Power like that. <laughs> so I like Twilight so much. Anyway, I forget how that story ends. I think we just basically shipped her out to another hospital. And, uh, I hope she, I hope she, I hope she's in like resting in peace because she was. She was miserable. She was miserable. I know I just kept calling her a bitch, but honestly, I, there, there's some people you just you just want them to die because like their life is nothing. Uh, okay, so speaking of that, I <laughs> just want to talk about mod severe classrooms here in California, which are moderate to severely uh, retarded children. Um classrooms just for the the truly truly disabled i'm not talking about like asperger's who can like generally like get through a school day you know they might have a helper like like one helper to kind of help them do their thing but i'm talking about classrooms where it's literally like it's like a nursery for 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 kids over the age of five but they don't have to do anything. They they just they're just there to like exist in a room and have all uh, all sorts of stimulation of varying degrees uh, in a room and 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 to just get changed. It, really, it's 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 like getting free nursing care for your children provided by a, a, a special education nurse who has, you know, I imagine she sees it during school 
during her education and realizes, oh my God, I'm I'm gonna be wiping ass, you know? I'm gonna I'm going to be wiping ass more than a nurse does, honestly. I they wipe more ass than like I, my video keeps lagging. I hope it turns out really shitty. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I these mo the, these classrooms are so depressing. And I, I used to work in them as a substitute nurse. I would go to these schools. I would go to these schools, and they would need me once in a while to. A lot of times they're short staffed because no one wants to like. You have the main teacher, and you have to have like assistive like like one-to-one -one staffing for like each of these a lot of like they're they're dysfunctional living basically they're breathe they're breathing and eating and shitting and and that's it and drooling and 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 moaning it's a it's a and um i'm not saying kill them but I am uh, those kids. I'm not saying all, you know, those kids though. Put them out. Put them out. Like I, I it's you know, that 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 can't be it. That can't be. <sighs> I don't have anything to say about that. I, there's nothing. There's nothing more to say. I'll tell you one story, and then I'm gonna come. I I worked I, I was assigned to a one a one to one. Sometimes I get assigned to a kid. I have to go to their house and ride the bus with them to the school. Fine. This kid I think was in a wheelchair. He had like G tube, you know, he get his he gets his feeding. I don't have to do anything, you just pump it in and you might have to like change him once or twice a day if he shits himself. Not a big deal. Um not my preferred way to do it, but, you know, not my preferred shift, but it's easy, you know, and especially in a mod severe room, you're not doing things. You just have to kind of sit there and kind of deal with a lot of emotional outbursts and also just general shit smell like the whole day and like a poorly ventilated like. It was a high school, so these kids were like 16, 17 18 big kids big old kids um and i you know i don't know what it's like to be one of these teachers i don't know what it's like to be mod for even a year you know to do it to, to even go into it and be like i want to do this but this teacher this day decided it would be a good idea to take the kids through a uh, a student run a uh, haunted like house spooky attraction uh, that the the neurotypical students were running, uh, which was basically just a maze of uh, black garbage bags and tarps kind of set up in the middle of this campus. Uh, and so I have no objections at this point 
that sounds interesting and we'll get some fresh air. And so I get to wheel my child through this, what I think probably was probably actually a halfway decent thing, you know, if it weren't for the fact that we had, uh, we were wheeling a bunch of retards through a maze. Because as soon as we walk in, it's pretty dark and it's mostly just like strobe lights and like weird, you know, different like purple lighting and stuff like that. And first of all, seizures. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, you know, how many kids like already seize regularly throughout the day. Anyway, didn't didn't think about it, but kids have seizures. These kids have seizures all day. It, it. I guess it didn't matter that they just what's what's another one to them. So, you know, for three minutes of, of spooky fun immediately because there's act and then there's actors inside the stop trying to scare them and uh as soon as they realized it was the retard classroom coming through none of them knew what to <laughs> they all would freeze and uh they they didn't know how would are you supposed to scare retards? I don't think so. I don't I, like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would just. I would just give him a look, maybe. <laughs> like I, I would, I would, I would just leave. I would leave. I would perhaps turn around and face the wall because I would be so. That's very. It was very awkward, but I was very enthused to see see it happen um and uh so about like we're like 30 seconds in we're like 30 seconds maybe not even and uh overwhelming smell of 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 shit wafting through this very hot enclosed sweaty trash bag maze right and I get nauseous. I get like, usually shit doesn't bother me too much, but like, because there is no access to fresh air and I was like laughing, but like, I was like really anxious about this. Cause I was like, I were tra like trapped in here. I'm like surrounded by wheelchairs all around me. Right. And I'm, I can't even run out. If I have to throw up, I have to like just throw up in the corner or like throw up on the kid. I don't know. In my shirt. I was thinking I was considering throwing up in my my scrub top and just dealing with it later. <clears throat> and uh, so we're just we just keep walking through this and we have kids seizing, kids moaning and kids shitting their pants, right? And it's getting to be too much for me. This isn't even a scary thing. It's just it's just I just an overwhelming I was these retards through a, a haunted attraction and we get back to the classroom and kid is shit his pants their pants there were there were girls too just so you know represented and uh we spent the next hour at least changing each and every wiping each and every really adult they're really adults we're, we wiped adults who shit their pants because we thought it would be a good idea to have a little Halloween fun. And that is not probably the only time that has happened. Country. And if you ever run into a special needs teacher, 
or even perhaps an assistant of sorts, just ask them if they have any good poop stories because they're better than most nurses, I think. And with that, I am going to come. Thanks for tuning in. I have nothing to say to you. I don't owe you anything. <laughs> this is a really shitty episode. If you actually sat through it, I I hate you. I think I think I hate you. If you're still watching this, if you're watching this on X videos, Brit to severe classroom. Not like in a bad way, but like, honestly, what are you doing? What are you doing with yourself? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <sighs> what if I was retarded? You know? I could be if I applied myself for once in my life. You know, I was actually kind of hard uh, in the middle of that haunted house story, but now I lost it. So <sighs> I'm going to think about I'm I'm going to think about <laughs> I'm going to think about the time I had sex with my nurse girlfriend in junior college and she came back from her job as a tech which is basically just, you know, professional ass wiper. She came home from her job and she was really horny. And usually she likes to shower and shit when before we do anything, but this time she just she just came over and uh she smelled like shit. And we still fucked. And I was like, huh. And I don't think it, it wasn't her shit. I, I, it was very much just like there was a scent of, uh, if you're familiar with C. diff, it's like Clostridium difficile is the full uh, name of this. Uh, is it a bacteria that causes really really gnarly shits it's and it's very uh highly contagious and uh hard to it's not it's not incurable but it's it takes a minute to to treat and it has a very distinct texture of poop and as well as smell uh to the point where we know if you go on a unit you can you can identify that someone has c diff and um at this time Rachel had been working on a C. diff unit and I, I knew it and I knew it immediately. 
And uh, there was part of me that was wondering if that's how perhaps I would develop a, a, a scat fetish of sorts. But it wasn't. I came and I showered and I showered and I showered. And I never mentioned it to her. She must have known. I don't know. She had to have. I, I don't know. But I fucked my shitty girlfriend. And it wasn't a big deal. <sighs> oh yeah, I'm supposed to jerk off to that. That's why I was talking about that. I was gonna I was gonna try to come to that. Okay, here we go. smells so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, take off those scrubs, baby. You're my fucking hero. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you deserve that free McDonald's meal. <laughs> You're so fucking essential. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. You can't see my cock. You can hear it, but you can't see. Don't you hate when that happens? <sighs> All right. All right. Here we go. <sighs> oh. Yeah. Take off those compression socks, baby. And put them on my cock. Put them on my little cock. Please. And put that condom catheter on my cock. Unroll it slowly. <sighs> drip, drip. Mm, you gonna make me peep. You want me to fill up that bag for you? <laughs> I got lots of fluids. Mm, saved up. I'm so fucking hydrated. do this can i can i keep doing this can this be the last one please i recently started listening to episode one which i'm very late to but it is a podcast where they uh basically parody the first episode the first and last episode of other various failed podcasts and it's very good. And it makes me think, is this it? <laughs> Should this have been one and done? <laughs> I need the blue chew. Scored. <clears throat> That's what that buzzing is. But maybe
All right. All right. Fine. Fine. Let's check it. What do you have to say? Oh, it's oh, it's one person. It's one person. <sighs> you know who you are. It's my girl. And you know what? Happy Hanukkah, baby girl. Happy Chinchanukah. Happy Chinchilla, baby. Hope it's a good one. Nothing but. <laughs> Who owns the pharmaceutical companies? Insurance companies? I don't know. I don't know. I ain't saying nothing. Oh, shit. Okay, so I'm reading the Discord and someone let me know that uh, they were just alerted of a school shooter threat at their high school. And now I'm going to come to that. It's just a threat, though. That's not really that hot. I thought, you know, if it actually happened, it's a different story. Oh, yeah, your ass is so big and sexy and fat, and I touched it, and it feel good. Oh, yeah, and then I asked if I could also touch your boob, and it felt cool and also sexy. Ah, shit. Did my video freeze again? <laughs> I might just have to end it because this is fucking gay. This is so gay. I'm getting gayer and gayer. How does this work? Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to click this. I'm going to click that. Uh, I'm live, baby. If anyone wants to be my producer, hit me up. I can't pay you, but um, that's it. I can't pay you. Hit me up. <laughs> I'll write you a really nice reference letter. How about that? <sighs> okay, here we go. I'm going to put on the VR headset and fucking blast off. You ready? All right. Two minute come challenge. Let's go. Ignore the cat. Ignore the pussy. <sighs> if you jerk off to this. 
maybe I'll do this like handsome Ben. <sighs> I'm gonna pull a handsome Ben right now. Oh, yeah. You get nice and wet for me, baby girl. Got that pussy wet for me. You like daddy's cock. Mm, get that pussy wet for me, baby. You got that pussy wet for me, baby. I haven't had sex in three months, four months. I haven't had sex for four months. It's a little concerning. I might never have sex again. That's okay. I've had enough, I guess. You can call it quits. I have a date this Friday, and I'm wondering if I should just mention that I make porn now, before the date? Should I wait for a third date? Should I wait till we have sex? Should I wait until after we have sex and mention that I jerk off on the internet. Should I bring it up while I'm inside her if it comes to that? Should I ask to make a movie? Should I ask her to record sex and then afterwards tell her that I'm just gonna upload it to X videos without her permission? And see what she says. I think there's so many options. But I don't know the etiquette. I've been out of the game too long. I don't know what the girls like these days. Blackmailed? Y'all into that? Let me know in the comments. Geraldo Rivera, 2024. Underscores everywhere. Also on OnlyFans. Also on Snapchat. Geraldo.Rivera. Also on Neopets. Also on MySpace. Also on Infowars. Not on Pornhub. Thinking about making a fake Pornhub. See if I can slip it back in. Probably not though. It's too late. That is Lux's feeder, which says, Go on a diet, you fat bitch, three times a day. To let her know that it's time to eat. And that is why she sped off.
Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week. And perhaps I'll just talk about my mommy issues. That'll be a good episode. I'll probably come pretty quick. What if I just farted into the mic? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. That's gonna get me so fucking hard. <laughs> fucking fart jokes. Yeah. You know what I like. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking tempting. God damn. be a two-hour episode. Thanks, Emily. Shout out. I appreciate that. I'm just going to look at you.
This is what you want. This is what you came here for. You skip to the cum shot. Now you're going to get it. And now you're going to go to bed. You're going to sleep well. You're going to forget about me. For a while. You're going to forget about me. Go back to your life. Go back to your wife. Go back to your hubby. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Your mommy, your daddy. And tell them you love them. But think about me. I think I'm going to come soft, which is kind of weird. Maybe next week I'll fuck my pillow. Maybe next week I'll try to fuck my pillow for an hour and get brush burns on my cock. That seems like a good idea. Stop messaging me. cold, empty eyes <laughs> as I come.
Fuck this. <laughs> Good night.